Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Excited to be with you here again today. I want to talk to you about God's desire to bless you. You know, uh, I believe anyone who's listening to this podcast and is stuck with us is, is a person of faith, is a person who spends time in the Word, is a person who's going after the things of God. You know, so many believers just don't believe the Lord for anything. They don't extend their faith for anything. They hope they have a good life and they hope things are okay. And if it's not, then it's God's will and God was trying to teach them something. There's no reach. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. That's that's showing you what our lives should look like, like there should be an engagement in our hearts for, for, for what the Word says. Anything in the Word that you see, that it's if it's written in the Word, it's an inheritance for you. So God has these things available in our Word, and we take the territory by our faith. Uh, and so anyone listening is a person of faith. But one of the things that I'm, I've realized that makes faith, that motivates faith, that encourages faith, that that helps faith to operate is the right perspective on God and knowing that God actually desires to bless you. So today we're going to talk about God's desire to bless you, God's desire to increase you. You know, it's in our temperament as humans to, to do things that we don't want to do where, you know, you're for, from, from childhood, you know, you're assigned, <clears throat> Tim and I were assigned chores. And so you have all right, I got to do the trash today. Tim's doing the dishwasher. You know, we would take turns. And I remember there was a little calendar on the wall and we'd write down R-D, Ryan Dishes, R-G, Ryan Garbage, right? And then Tim. And so we could keep track and see whose turn it was. And uh, um, and then you'd take turns. Oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to make my bed. Oh, I got to go to school. And everything's done out of compulsion where you don't want to do it, but you do it because it's responsibility. And that's just part of growing up. I don't want to do my homework. I'd rather play video games, but I got to get my homework done, right? But God doesn't operate that way. God, There's nothing that God does, at least from what I've seen in the Word, there's nothing that God does that He doesn't want to do. He only does things that He desires to do because He's God. No one tells Him, you got to make up your bed. Oh, see, now you got to bless your people. You said you'd bless them. And, and God's like, oh man, I did say I'd bless them and they did qualify. Crap, I got to bless these people. No, it's, it's God looks forward to these things. We see it in the garden in Genesis chapter 2, and it says, verse 15 and 16, and it says, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat of it, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. That tree was there. We're not going to talk about this today, but that tree was there. So man would have a choice. Love has to have a choice. Um, uh, but he would, you could freely eat. It's been God's desire to put his creation in a place of plenty since, since he created us. This was his plan. You know, you can look in the garden and see God's intention. You can also look wherever God is, there's provision. You look at even Elijah in a time of famine that God sent him. Hey, you go to the brook Cherith, and you'll drink there. And I've commanded ravens to feed you there. Wherever God sends you is a place of the commanded blessing. There's provision in God's plan for your life. And so this needs to settle down into our hearts that God's actually looking to provide. It can feel like, especially when time passes, you're believing the Lord for things. It can feel like God's withholding them. There's some things, like if you're believing for a spouse, there's some people who just aren't ready. You know, God's saying, Lord, I need a... People are saying, God, I need a... Uh, I need a husband or I need a wife. And then you you can't even take care of yourself. You can't even get yourself in order. Having a wife or a husband is not going to be 
the right thing for you at this time. But it can. there's times where you believe the Lord for things financially and things are delayed and, and you know, we don't always understand. We I like the old songs that says, he may not come where you want him when you want him to, but he's always right on time. Things like that encourage you because there can be a passage of time and, and then you could say, man, is this... But, but you, your faith operates out of the place of knowing that God's plan to bless you. I want to read you another uh, scripture here, and it's in Psalm 35, 27, and it says, Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. God's looking forward to blessing his people. Third John 1, 2, Beloved, this is God speaking to you. Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. You know the Lord's looking for opportunities to bless you financially. There's things that he needs. You know, he's limited. If, if someone's not generous, a hand that's closed to give is a hand that's closed to receive. It's a spiritual principle. It's just like God wants to forgive everybody, but he needs them to repent and he needs them to forgive other people. If you, The Bible says, if you don't forgive others, God won't forgive you. God God put in laws. So there's the law of sowing and reaping, seed time and harvest time. God needs something to work with. And then uh, I love this one, and it's in Jeremiah chapter 32, and it's verse 40, and it says, And I'll make an everlasting covenant with them, that I will not turn away from them to do them good. Man, what about man? God Almighty saying, hey, I'm going to do you good. This reminds me of another scripture I'll read you here. But I'll put my fear in their hearts, and they shall not depart from me. Verse 41. Yes, I will rejoice over them to do them good. Hey, you see God in heaven. Hey, they've finally returned to me. I've been looking forward to doing good for these people. I've been waiting for them to come back and obey my commandments so I can bless them. All of the commandments in the Old Testament, when you see it, and even in the New, are dependent on obedience. Hey, if you if you diligently hearken to the voice of your Lord your God, then I'll do this. But if you don't, you turn and serve other gods, then my hand of blessing is going to be removed. Sickness will come upon you. Disease will come upon you. There's a supernatural protection and there's a blessing for being a child of God. The Bible says if you obey and serve him, you'll spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasures. This verse says, yes, I will rejoice over them to do them good. I'll plant them in this land assuredly with my whole heart and with my whole soul. God's saying, I've been looking forward to them. I'll rejoice over them to to do them good. God's been looking since the beginning of time to have a people that he can bless. Look at look at uh, the book of Revelation, the book of Daniel, where it talks about the new heaven and the new earth and how God's going to plant us there and it's going to be a place of abundance. You know, when God brought the Israelites out, of, Israelites out of Egypt, they were only in Egypt because because of, uh, they're, they're only in Egypt because they stayed in Egypt that long because of disobedience. They were only in the, in the they're only in the, um, the wilderness for 40 years because of disobedience. And so they came out. And God said, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bless you. He took them to the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And it says here, Psalm 100, and it's actually Psalm, is this right? Psalm 100, and I thought it was 50. I thought it was verse, oh no, it's 115. Here it is. Verse 12, the Lord's been mindful of us. He'll bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He'll bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more. 
you and your children. You are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. God's looking for opportunities to bless you. You know, there's things that God's been planning for you. There's blessings that God's been planning for you. There's provision that God's been planning for you. There's The Lord's been putting desires in your heart, not to frustrate you, but to bless you. God's got a blessing coming your way. God's got heaps coming your way. God's looking forward to blessing you. He's a good God. He's a good father. Just like I can plan for my son and for my wife, and I want to bless them, and I want to surprise them, and I want to be a blessing, and I want them to, I want to see them blessed. God won't bless you to the hurt of your own soul. He won't give you more than you can handle, but God's been looking for opportunities to bless you. So go ahead and rejoice. Go ahead and start to just rejoice over the fact that you have a God with a more generous heart than you do. That if that if if you were this great benefactor with all this money, man, I, you you start giving and you become addicted to giving. I want to give. I want I want to bless this person. I want to pay into this over here. I want to build the kingdom over here. I want to be able to do more than I've ever done. I heard Bishop David Oyedepo say, if you don't have a kingdom goal, you'll be limited. What's your kingdom goal? You should have giving goals. What's your giving goal this year to give to the kingdom of God? If your church isn't moving forward in the things of God, then I could see why you wouldn't be motivated to give. But what's your giving goal this year? Man, I want to do more than I've ever done. What's the biggest amount you've ever given? Can't you extend your faith that you would give more? Can't you extend your faith to do a bit? Lord, bring it in for me supernaturally, and I want to give this amount. If you've never given $1,000, Lord, I want to give $1,000 this year. And, and, and find something that your heart's... And don't give it to the SPCA. Give it to the gospel. Give it to a minister. Give it to the gospel. Give it to a church. Give it to a ministry. And so, and make giving goals. The Lord's looking for opportunities. The Bible says he'll multiply your resources for sowing. I'm telling you that there's things God has planned. God's been speaking on on, on people. You know, it may come looking like work. It may come as an opportunity. It may come as and as something you have to put your hand to. It, 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 you never know which way it's going to come. But the Lord is looking for opportunities to bless you. So you can go ahead and rejoice because there's blessings that the Lord's been planning for for you. Some of you have been believing for things, and I'm telling you this week, you're going to see major breakthrough. I'm telling you this week, you're going to see a major breakthrough. You're going to see the manifestation of what you've been believing the Lord for. You can go ahead and rejoice. Praise is the voice of faith. I see you rejoicing. I see you testifying about the goodness of God. I see you testifying about God's provision. I see you testifying about what the Lord has brought into your life, how the Lord has filled your mouth with laughter and your tongues with singing. Hey, hallelujah. No more waiting. No more waiting. No more waiting. I see you rejoicing. I see you testifying. I see the heaps. I see heaps coming in. Between now and July, I see an abundance. I see God blessing you and revealing his heart to you that he's been looking for opportunities to bless you. You know, you weren't meant to carry financial burdens. His name is Jehovah Jireh. He is our provider. He's a great and mighty king. No one can be compared to him. And he delights to do you good all the days of your life. What a wonderful God we serve. I see you testifying. Hey, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I see heaps coming in for you. I see an abundance coming in for you. I see a great grace coming upon you. I see a great grace to advance. I see new new financial opportunities. I see new abundance. I see new doors in Jesus' mighty name. I love you. God bless you. We'll see you on the next podcast.